Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story today is Juneteenth. There are calls across the country for this to become a work holiday, a national holiday. It is the celebration of the emancipation of slaves in Texas, which was not on the date of the Emancipation Proclamation. It was on the date that I think news came that the Civil War was over because in a Confederate state, the the slaves were not freed. Actually, the Emancipation Proclamation only applied to the Confederate states, but the Confederate states, of course, did not liberate the slaves. But in this has been a absolute long standing, big, very joyful holiday, actually unifying holiday. Everybody celebrated in Texas every year. I knew about it from when I lived there. And uh, I'm going to give you a little insider observations about it today on our VIP DPP. So if you're hearing this, we're probably starting it Shortly after you're hearing this, if you're hearing it today, Friday, June 19th, we are having a VIP DPP for Friends of the Show and Patron Saints, a disappearing patron party at 8 p.m. tonight. Well, I'll certainly look forward to hearing that story. I had never heard of Juneteenth until you told me about it a couple of years ago. It wasn't something that people knew about in Georgia widespread anyway. I'm sure some people did. But today... The call for it to be a federal national holiday, like you said, it's increasing and everything in the news is about Juneteenth. And it should be a holiday that everybody celebrates because that's great. I mean, that's that's a great thing that happens. It's super joyful. And it is. Everybody does celebrate it in Texas or always did. But the way that it's being reported on in the media is in a way this divisive. Like CNN has a headline right at the top of their website. Today is white America's wake-up call to be a better ally, just framing this good holiday, this holiday everybody should celebrate in a way that's going to instigate and provoke people to fight with each other. And that's exactly what the media and what these activist organizers want. They need the division, and everything is is pushing that. They're promoting the Juneteenth flag. Have you heard of that? I just... I I never did hear of it. And I lived in Texas for seven years and I just saw a picture of it and it said it's rife with symbolism and all that. And I just the only thing about why I think people will resist is if you make it feel like you're forced to do it, make it feel yeah. like this is part of the entire package of everything that that this movement, whatever, however you want to define it, means without actually knowing everything that it really means and stands for. It makes me feel like uh, when Obama was running or get elected, he had no votes in the Senate. There was it was just a vague, nebulous hope and change thing. And yeah, you wanted to support him, but you also wanted to understand what the full package is. And I think people that's why people are like, what? What am I doing here? It's just a, a very always was a very simple, joyful celebration of liberation. Yes. And it's kind of been co-opted or hijacked, in my opinion, and it's being used like Solinsky promoted to push your issue with whatever event of the day is going on. And the, the flag is being 
put out there right now, which that's fine. Have a flag. But I've been talking about, I think the American flag is the next target. We could be seeing one of the potential options for what is going to replace the American flag and has a lot of symbolism in it. You can go to CNN's website. They have a picture of it on there. And that's not the only symbol stuff going on today. Overnight in Atlanta last night, a 60 foot mural of Black Lives Matter was spray painted on the Beltline. Does not say that it was authorized by the Beltline, but the Beltline would not dare not authorize it. If they did, they would be boycotted, their sponsors would be pulled, and they would be smeared in the media. So you can do these things and know that you're going to be fine. Like There is graffiti of Black Lives Matter that popped up overnight also going to be fine because we saw a video a few weeks ago of someone erasing graffiti on the side of their business that was they were smeared as being racist for simply erasing what what was essentially vandalism on their business. There there also overnight was a removal of a Confederate monument yep. in I think Duluth maybe yeah. in Georgia, but that was clearly a an authorized. I mean there was heavy equipment there, guys in yellow vests, <laughs> actual workers. So that was clearly authorized, but it was done in the dark of night. I mean it's certainly not beyond them to look at just. Popping things up without yeah. actually attributing who's doing it, without making yeah, yeah. it look official, while that, without making it look okayed or authorized. Totally okayed, too. Because- and how do you know what it's going to look like before it's finished? So you go up there and you say, are you, are you putting something racist up there that we don't want? Right. So then the guy has to tell you, no, it's the opposite. And then you have to look at it. And OK, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't just pop up overnight and it's OK. Somebody probably knew what was happening. I'm sure they did. They have cameras everywhere. You don't get a 60 foot thing up oh, overnight. Yeah, right, of course. And it looks exactly like the one in Washington, D.C. Clearly right. it was organized. Clearly it was planned. And the thing about this is, and you called this out right away, and I've harped on it a lot since, is the Black Lives Matter stuff that we are seeing go up, like these murals. This is an organization, a political organization with a, an agenda. They might not be clear on what that agenda is, but it is ex- Exclusive. It does not welcome everybody, and it is being promoted across the country. The idea that Black Lives Matter, obviously they do. This is a political organization. This is not that idea because this organization blocks out other organizations that go by the name of Black Lives Matter really? if they do not adhere to their specific agenda. It's just like Antifa. Do you like know what Antifa. the agenda is? Well, I'm going to tell you the one specific thing, that they, the conflict that they have with this other organization. Um, as opposed to their broader agenda, but abolishing the police. That is one of the things that they have been promoting or they promoted. It's been promoted is by it some abolishing. They, they do use the expression abolish the police sometimes, but the defund the police is the thing that's really catching fire. Yeah, defund the is action. the thing that is, is caught on. That's yeah. Taking action. Yeah. So there are two black lives matter organizations that I'm talking about right now. I'm sure there's others, but This is from BuzzFeed News. This is a headline. The Black Lives Matter Foundation raised millions. It's not affiliated with the Black Lives Matter movement. Employees of Apple, Google, and Microsoft have raised millions of dollars for the Black Lives Matter Foundation, thinking it's the international racial justice movement seeking to end police brutality. That couldn't be further from the truth. So that's that's what the headline says, that this one organization got donated all this money and that 
it is not out to end police brutality like the international movement. So there's these competing movements. And then the article goes on to basically smear the one Black Lives Matters movement and then promote the, quote, official movement. So the official international movement that promotes defunding the police, ending police brutality. You know what the difference is? The difference is that this other Black Lives Matter organization promotes ending police brutality by bringing people in the African-American community and bringing police officers closer together by having networked events to help them understand each other. And that way they're familiar with each other, lessens the chance of an incident happening. But because they have that opposite that opposite goal, they are now being smeared. And these organizations that donated to them, they even had comments saying, we thought it was odd that they seemed to be promoting an opposite agenda, but they still donated to them. So it's their own fault. But they froze all of the money that was donated to them, took that money away. They are now being frozen out on GoFundMe. They're being frozen out on PayPal. And they were they were in existence before the other Black Lives Matter. Well, this group came up in 2015. The other one, 2017. Me. Of the AACAC, I think it's called the African American Community um, Association, something like that, that came out and said to the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle that they are diluting the message. And this was a was an organization that was a liaison between the African American community and the government. So that the issues were heard and resolved. And I really don't know how successful they were in Seattle. I don't know if Seattle's a hotbed of police brutality against African Americans. I don't know, but I can see how there are for sure. And I would say the majority of, I assume, or I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of African Americans do prefer to have a less completely unknown radical solution than that. But uh, but the fact that there is an official one that has you know what I mean the fact this is another uh, another example of lockstep where yes. for some reason everyone in governments and media and social media and GoFundMe and every, absolutely everyone agrees there is one correct course of action just like the COVID stuff right. whereas the masks are a legitimate debate I mean I find, I'm finding old articles that say don't wear masks that, that are the same organizations that are saying do wear masks saying don't wear masks so it's a legitimate thing and there was no no study that made it absolutely clear it was just this quote consensus thing where everyone kind of agrees that they're all going to stand behind one rather than the other. Yes, absolutely. I have something I want to comment on something you just said there. The overarching takeaway for me, one of them is that it's very clear by the fact that this other Black Lives Matter organization was created first. It's run by a 67 year old black guy. The guy is affected by the movement. He wants to. He even wrote a song called Hands Up, Don't Shoot, which allegedly never happened so it's not like this is a republican who started this group this is somebody who does care about black lives who started this group in response to all the stuff that happened in ferguson and he started in 2015 this other group the official group started in 2017 and yet they are the official one and they exclude this other man and exclude anybody who disagrees with them you see blm spray painted in atlanta or anywhere this is a political organization being promoted they are not inclusive Seems to me that what he is standing for is more in line with what Obama has recommended in his 21st century community policing recommendations than, uh, than 
well, we don't I don't really know what the agenda is for Black Lives Matters. It just seems like it, it you have to do certain things to make sure that you are exactly in line with with that organization. But yeah, I don't know. I think I actually think that the dialectic is beginning to turn that we're having. We're going to be witnessing now uh the, you know how it's always there an art of ambiguity and then you have this emergence of the counter narrative, which is easier or harder depending on the actual circumstances of the event that instigates the outcry. And I have noticed several articles over the past couple of days. We talked about one yesterday about the boogaloo. I really want to tell you about that. I don't want to move on if you're not ready to move on, but. I there there seems to be some underlying stuff. People are kind of pushing back. They're getting some PR. I think it's being I, I think it is being manipulated, orchestrated, whatever to to have this boogaloo thing. But I do want to tell you about it. Yes, I have one more BLM related thing, and I think it'll actually go nicely into that is with Juneteenth being promoted everywhere. There's protests and there's marches going on across the country, people gathering, not social distancing, not wearing masks across the country. This is being celebrated. It's being promoted. Yet at the same time, there's stories about Trump and they're saying Trump is going to be the reason for the covid super spreaders. This rally he's having on Saturday in Tulsa, it's going to lead to death. It's going to lead to covid everywhere. Yet, on the other hand, celebrating all the marches and gatherings. This is, I, we point out the hypocrisy, yes, but this is goes far beyond hypocrisy. This is something that's much more dangerous. This is a complete death of logic. It's the assassination of logic, and it's intentional because they don't want people thinking, and they're convincing groups of people to say this activity that we are doing is perfectly fine because it is moral and just. Yet, this exact same activity which this other group is doing is evil and wrong there's always been that approach from the left because they're not i'm not an objectivist that's actually the name of a political philosophy an ayn rand thing but if you don't have these objective touchstones that you can apply universally a kind of rule of law for ideology then you get to just do that thing where you say i they where they dismiss rather than refute all, all intellectual, compassionate, enlightened, educated people think X, Y, and Z, and that that is how they get to just dictate like priests. Yes, what's right and what's wrong yeah, on, on, and on that, a whim too. They can change it on a whim because, like you said, well, they, they don't change have the principles. It. You've said that they do move the goalposts, and it's really about the action and not the goal. So in Portland, the mayor defunded the police by 16 million dollars he reduced their the police bureau's funding by 16 million but protesters had been demanding 50 million so they set up an occupied zone around his house it's unbelievable <laughs> and then but he had the police take it down and he was like yeah i'm not i'm not doing this <laughs> so yeah but listen but to, the, listen to this quote real quick yeah. Saul Alinsky said, moral rationalization is indispensable at all times of action, whether to justify the selection or the use of ends and means. And we'll talk about that right here in a moment. Hey, what's up, guys? With the world as crazy and unpredictable as it currently is, the time to start living a truly sustainable lifestyle, a lifestyle of rugged independence, is right now. And Neighbors Feed and Seed has everything you need to help you do just that. 
Small engine repair, garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feed, chicken feed, premium pet food. Neighbors has it all. And right now, they want to give Propaganda Report listeners an opportunity to try one of their new products, Southern Nights CBD Oil, at a 20% discount. So go to NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com or visit the store in person if you live in the Smyrna area and use the promo code PROPREPORT. That's one word, all caps, P-R-O-P-R-E-P-O-R-T, and you'll get 20% off of your CBD oil purchase. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Neighbors Feed and Seed is a fantastic business ran by friendly, knowledgeable, liberty-minded people who bend over backwards to help their customers in any way that they can. Check it out. I promise you, you're going to love it. Okay, so I read that Saul Alinsky quote to you. That is what's going on with everything right now is our ability to rationalize is being tested and we are passing with flying colors when you see these counter narratives going back and forth that just don't, they don't square with each other. And the exploitation of that using these more, like he also, Alinsky also said that all effective action requires a passport of morality. So using that exploitation of rationality, the, the ability to rationalize using the moral, everything you do is moral and just. What else can you get people to do? You can get people to commit violent acts and say it's okay if we do it, but it's not okay if they do it. This can apply to all aspects of life. I want to tell you some of the backstory of this Boogaloo thing, which is coming up, and you'll be reading about go. it more and more. Yeah. It's got the Hawaiian shirt symbolism. It has igloos as symbolism. And... It, I, for me, I always felt like it was a setup from the beginning to, to use that hashtag. It just it smacked of a, a violent uprising. They're looking for Civil War 2.0. And uh, and there seems to be a very broad. It's kind of like when alt-right became a word. People would say, I was I'm alt-right. I have nothing to do with that stuff. I'm not a racist, whatever. So they hijack this thing or they paint it in a certain way. And the way that the Boogaloo is being painted by everything from Wikipedia to all the mainstream resources, they the, the Wikipedia article, the first paragraph is, it is a far-right extremist group of libertarians, and then I'm paraphrasing, of libertarian, this is a quote, libertarian citizen militia. So far-right extremist of libertarian citizen militia. So Libertarians, I mean, they're far right, but they're so far right, they're actually coming around the left because they don't, the far right generally is this nationalist thing. We're anarchists. We don't even believe in borders. It just doesn't even make sense. But that's how this is. They said that they were at COVID lockdown protests. You could see them there. They wear military fatigues. They wear the Hawaiian shirts, but they also went to the Black Lives Matters protests in order to use that energy to turn it violent. And it goes on. This Duncan Lamp is supposedly he was assassinated in his bed. Kind of it reminded me of COINTELPRO as a hero of this movement because he was killed by the government. But uh, it supposedly started on 4chan, which to me says it is completely a setup. They what? Oh, I forgot to tell you, or I didn't read it until today. Remember, I told you this guy with the bulletproof vest that had this boogaloo insignia on it wrote in his own blood on a car. <laughs> yeah. He wrote boog and I have become unreasonable. 
He also wrote Stop the Duopoly. So this guy had a lot of freaking blood to write on his car, on somebody else's car. And apparently the duopoly is the Republican Democrat thing. And it's meant to be used by third parties such as libertarians. Now, I'm reading this off the Internet. Then it goes on to say that they caught some Boogaloo guys trying to uh, bomb or whatever, destroy an electrical substation. Facebook is being pressured to suppress the Boogaloo stuff, but they don't because it's often calls to violence couched in humor or jokiness like Pepe the Frog. It's it's actually, I think it's pretty, uh, I think it's a complete psyop, and I think it's insidious because if you put cartoons and stuff, that's for kids. That's not a cool way to go. With with that kind of thing, and I think that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. But I'm but they just use seeing cartoons all these articles. A lot. We saw Sesame yeah. Street recently. Uh, yeah, they're definitely targeting children. Yeah, I don't I don't like it at all. And that goes to what's happening with Facebook right now. So Facebook is being pressured. There's big ad- advertising, like Madison Avenue type advertisers, are boycotting Facebook. Supposedly they are boycotting Facebook, but their argument is that they don't think Facebook is moving fast enough. To suppress this stuff. And then at the, which, come on. And at the same time, Barr, Bill Barr, attorney general, is calling for legislation to modify Section 230 so that they cannot suppress stuff that isn't for a very specific reason, like terrorism or pornography. And for me, I would like to see these things being freed up from the protection they've always gotten from the government or to the extent that they exist because of the government. And I'm not saying this, I wouldn't nationalize anything that's truly private, but I think that this is a government operation that is operating under a false flag of private. I think it should be it should be nationalized or something like that as a government operation, which is what it is. And then have it broken up or have or give the shares to people or just allow it to have, you know, competitors to have the same protections that they had coming up, the same. Let them share the patents with people. I don't know what the answer is, but I think that the that the problem is that this these things were incubated and fostered by the government and they're being used by the government. And as as you increase the regulatory state around it, it is going to support its monopoly characteristics rather than solve the problem. And at the same time, you're really not going to get first amendment protection because it's still considered a private company. Yeah. North face just became as a few minutes ago as breaking news just became the first major brand to join the Facebook ad boycott that you're speaking of. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, I think brand. the, the guys who, who advertise with these advertising agencies are all supposed to do it. And one thing I wanted to highlight all over the Wikipedia article on the Boogaloo is the research done by the Tech Transparency Project. So I think that's going to, you're, you'll probably hear about the Tech Transparency Project over the next few days. They are kind of on the job. They look like a a nonpartisan watchdog and I have a feeling that they are most definitely not. Yeah. I'm sure they're probably not as well. What happened on Facebook was that they banned a Trump ad citing a Nazi symbol saying that 
the ad used. Yes, a, I saw that. Something, a symbol that the Nazis used to group people in concentration camps, something like that. It was to label communists and political prisoners as opposed to other types of prisoners in the camps. But And it's also a symbol that somebody sent me that says Ingsoc over it, which I think is a 1984 thing. Is a symbol that that was used, but well, it's an I never ever. symbol also. Oh, is it? I oh really? Wow! I never. I think it stands for communism. I never saw it ever. Never registered it. It is not a Nazi symbol to me. If it has no symbolic value to anybody who sees it, until you tell them what it's supposed to have and empower it in that way, then it doesn't mean anything. And why would anyone use it when it had no value? It only had value when the mainstream media picked it up and promoted it. Right. And now it has value. You're exactly right. It did not have any symbolic value until they injected it into us and into the culture. That's, yeah, that's a great point. The Georgia House backed an effort Friday to dissolve the Glenn County Police Department following its oh. handling of the shooting death of Ahmaud Arbery. The House voted 152 to 3 to allow voters to decide to eliminate their county police departments. Wow. Well, that's interesting to me because if you take away it again, that doesn't necessarily mean that the people in those places are not going to have coverage, police coverage. It, it means to me that it's probably more like the way schools and churches kind of get bigger regions. And then you have to go to something farther away, more centralized to get help. And I think that's the opposite of what you want. I think you want very close to home as local a police. If you're going to have a police, a government police or even private police or insurance or whatever, you want those people on the ground. You want the same people. You want the people who know you, who know your community, who can respond quickly. And this is the problem with federalizing, but the stepping stone to federalizing is well established as regionalizing. And that was the thing Nixon led the charge on totally under the radar but regionalizing is a way to take away local control yeah i think you're right making it look like it's the decision of the locales to get rid of the police chaos breaks out what's going to replace the police probably something at a higher level just to quickly back to that symbolism being kind of created and i think the boogaloo was created for chan as kind of a tell on that i i did this podcast the other night with cam from make liberty great again and we were he asked me about did i hear about the bikers going to the seattle autonomous zone which i hadn't i had not and then later after i talked to him i saw it pop up a few times then i dug into it because i thought oh maybe this is part of the dialectic shifting they're going to start having the the counter you know that's how it takes two sides to have any kind of war civil war a race war an election conflict, any of that, and ends up that something called Printly, ever hear of it? P-R-N-T-L-Y? I have. I don't I can't remember what they are. You know, it's it's supposedly some kind of uh it's some kind of a website or something that does false or provocative stuff to sell ads. I don't know. And they had jokingly according to, I think, a Washington Post article I read, started this thing, just made up that bikers were on their way to Seattle for a 4th of July rally. And now it's actually happening. And in the Printly article, they identified particular organizations who would be participating. And it just they just created it out of thin air. And of course, as it's promoted, it becomes real. And then what's going to happen? Is it going to be peaceful or is it not? 
Yeah, that's a great example of how they can manifest reality simply by reporting it, whether even how, it's not true. Yeah, and how funny is it that Hawaiian shirts, I have seen something about Hawaiian shirts, Hawaiian prints, basically every day, and I couldn't remember what the first reason, the first reference was, and it was you saying about the Stacey Abrams thing. It was federal, who was it? It was Stacey Abrams wrote a law in 2005 that was later used by the FBI. The law was targeting panhandlers in Atlanta, and the FBI did an undercover operation where they wore Hawaiian shirts and they came off of the MARTA trains pretending to be vacationers. And as soon as the homeless people came up and asked for money, they arrested them. Yes. And I had said, oh, the only time I ever really saw anybody wear a Hawaiian shirt in my life was when a guy busted into my mother's house to arrest my brother. He was a cop. And now that the Hawaiian Hawaiian shirt. shirt when he busted into the house. Yes. And I was saying I told you last week that he had a Hawaiian shirt and the other guy had like a football jersey on. They were just trying to look like regular guys. And then when I read but that they the were Boogaloo, busting into a house. That's so weird. I know it was very scary. So Jeez. it's a it's a story. I should tell the story on the DPP tonight, although, well, the statute of limitations is over. So I guess I can talk about yeah. it openly. But he went to jail. But whatever. This is a longer story. Maybe I'll tell you in the Binkley, too, instead of on the DPP. So anyway, the so the Boogaloo, they are marked by wearing Hawaiian shirts and military gear fatigues and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, really, honestly, the only people I've ever known to wear Hawaiian shirts or have talked about whatever are undercover cops. I just think that's a funny little tell because I think the Boogaloo is is a made up. Yeah, the Boogaloo thing is interesting. It's been popping up more and more lately. We're definitely going to see the, it be the opposite to the Antifa. Yes. Oh, it has to do with that. I have something to say about that. But the libertarians were into it saying, hey, this is how we bring down the state. It's anti-government. I've seen plenty of libertarians refer to it. And I'm not saying those people are fake. I'm just saying I could see from a mile away that that was a setup. That's a way to get yourself into a basket of deplorables that may be targeted for bad press or more. But yes, so they're talking about there's no way, there's no legal way. They were talking about how to deal with the Bulu and that they feel like they should be treated like terrorists, not like American citizens who have certain rights. And then the reference I saw, I think it was maybe Barr, somebody else said, well, referring to Antifa, Trump's attempts to make Antifa a terrorist organization, there is no federal mechanism to make that I guess domestic organization, a terror, classified as a terrorist for purposes of how you, what rights they have or do not have. So I feel like that was a stepping stone to be able to categorize not, you know, they, they always take the extremes. It's my concept of the sacrificial wolf. They always take the people who are most deplorable in order to take away their rights because nobody's going to defend them. But it is a proxy for a political organization. And if they can, it, I mean, don't forget that Fusion Center in Missouri said that you can find domestic terrorists by looking for Ron Paul stickers, anti-abortion stickers, pro-abortion stickers, anything like that are considered domestic terrorists. If that's how they're going to do it, the duopoly, just objecting to the Republican Democrat uh, PSYOP, whatever, two-party PSYOP, is in itself 
a sign of domestic terrorism. I mean, this is where it's headed. And that's why it, it'll, it's going to take Trump to get these laws in that will usher in the totalitarian state. And then the left will be able to say, we told you he was a Nazi. And you called early on that the libertarians in regards to the COVID thing would end up being scapegoated in circumstances. And now we're seeing them starting to be scapegoated as an enemy in the Boogaloo versus Antifa narrative going on right now. I think that libertarians and maybe the people on the right who don't like the COVID thing and think it's a scam are so just deeply wedded to order, you know, self-control and not not breaking rules and stuff. I mean, I'm just speculating here that they couldn't actually get the energy up to make it a shit show. But which is why now you have the Boogaloo people saying, or the words are put in their mouths, let's go to these BLM things and use that energy, use that anger to start the show. Exactly. And then we have this rationalizing mechanism that's being exploited. So both sides are becoming violent and they're justifying the violence of their own side while condemning it on the other side two realities we are living in and we will talk about this and some other stuff in the patron 15 you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the propaganda report podcast feed if you want access to that extra content that we post every day when we post a dmb you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend.